This is Healing Through Love. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. So for today's episode, I kind of wanted to dive into a question that was posed to me on a date, actually, um, that I really struggled to kind of answer. So the question was, what is the hardest thing about dating me? And I'm not going to lie, I struggled to find like a really clear, honest, direct answer. I was thinking back to previous relationships, um, the reasons that I was given for why, you know, a guy was breaking up with me or why the relationship didn't work out. And I kind of gave one of those like kind of bullshit answers that you get like in an interview when the question is like, so what are some of your weaknesses or whatever? And you say like, oh, my strengths are actually my weaknesses. And that's that's kind of the response that I had given. It was like, oh, well, you know, a lot of guys tell me like I'm too good for them or I'm too this and I'm too that. Like all of these like positive things that I, I mean, things that I think are positive, but as I've been talking more to a lot of dating and relationship experts, people who really um, like specialize in trauma, healing, inner child work, therapy, it's brought up a couple discussions around whether the, th- the traits that I'm deeming as positive are actually toxic traits, right? So <laughs> green flags that are actually red flags. And so the title of this episode is kind of a controversial one, but I wanted to ask myself the question am I the toxic one in my relationships? Uh, So today I want to just dive into some of those traits that I deem as as outwardly, you know, somewhat positive and see how they are actually impacting my relationships. Um, I've shared a lot of these with you guys in in previous episodes. So feel free to, you know, make sure you're you're going back and you're listening um, to, you know, past episodes to, you know, get a refresher on some of my patterns. I just wanted to kind of peel back some of those a little more closely and really just be honest with myself. Like maybe uh, there is a lot that I am doing in relationships that um, is not so great and is not actually helpful to myself or my partner in the long run, even though in my mind I'm thinking this is the um, ideal of what a good partner is. Um, And a lot of that is tied to like social learnings, cultural learnings, things like that, that like I, I'm now unlearning for myself, um, which I think I've also, again, talked a lot about in previous episodes. So here we go again. <laughs> um, before we dive in, though, just a reminder, if you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star review. It really helps in extending the reach. Also, um, tag and share about this podcast on social media. You can tag us at solidarity underscore media. And all, as always, you can head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to continue the conversation with me. If you are listening to this episode on Spotify, we've got polls and questions at the bottom of each episode episode that you can interact and continue to um, share with me as well. And as always, you know, just feel free to keep reaching out, guys. It's been such a joy, like getting to see this community just grow so quickly. So many more, um, you know, listeners who are just, you know, responding with just this positive feedback. And it really does just make me um, just so happy. And I'm so thankful to all of you for the support. So thank you. And let's keep it going, everybody, right? Let's keep let's keep healing through love together. Um, Okay, so 
am I the toxic one? So one of the first um, green flags, I guess, or things that I do. Um, so I think it's, I think most people would say that, you know, when, when you're starting out building a new connection, building a new relationship, it's important to see how invested somebody is going to be in that relationship, meaning, you know, how much effort they're putting in, how much follow through they are, you know, consistent with, are they, are they consistent? Um, is the communication good? All of those things. And so for me, I'm very much like, um, I'm very much action oriented. I prefer to show my love, my care, my affection, my attention um, through my actions, you know, not just through words, not just, you know, through gifts or anything, but like things that I'm doing, right? I guess it would be in terms of love language, it, it would probably be like acts of service. And so a lot of times when I get into a relationship, uh, a lot of times when I get into a relationship for the first time and, you know, I've, sp I've spoken about this before, I will do, I will kind of go above and beyond in a way that is actually a form of love bombing, like very subtle kind of love bombing, right? Where I am just praising this person, sort of putting them on a pedestal. Um, even if I'm seeing like red flags, I'm not letting it get to me right away. I'm just kind of like, you know, all about them. Um, you know, I remember like finding or retaining um, one or two like things that the person that I'm dating is really into and just like, you know, making sure that like I, I orchestrate a date that is just all about their interest and what they like. Um, and while that might seem nice from the outset, I think what it does though is like it sets this false expectation. It sets, it sets this like precedence of, um, the amount of effort that like they think I'm expecting in the relationship. Um, and also it's re what it's really doing is distracting them from learning about who I am and um, really trying to just move the relationship along quickly to a point of like, okay, they're going to commit to me if I just like, you know, really try to do all everything that I can to make them happy, make them feel good, you know, rush the relationship, try to get to a point of exclusivity. And meanwhile, they've learned very little about who I am and haven't really been able to show me, you know, whether they're interested in me at all. Right. So I think ultimately that's what I was doing with when I was engaging in love bombing in that way it was, it was really just out of fear of them learning about me and seeing things that they don't like and then ending the relationship, you know, early on or something, right? Or ending the relationship before um, I'm even ready for it to be over. And also just like not wanting to get hurt, right? Like I don't, nobody, nobody likes to get dumped. So I think I, in an attempt to just try to keep them satisfied and around and on the hook in some way, like I engage in these sort of tactics that um, distract them from the I, the thought of breaking up with her. Like, she's so great, she's so amazing. She does all these wonderful things for me. Like, why would I, why would I break up with her? But it's insecurity, it's fear, it's just, yeah. Um, an inability to like really just accept who I am and love who I am and trust that, um, you know, the right person is gonna love that too, regardless of, you know, how much I'm like giving, giving, giving to the relationship. Um, it's really just me being myself that they just love and appreciate, right? That's something that I've definitely struggled with 
trying not to do early on in relationships. Um, but then also even after relationships kind of end, I will still engage in behaviors or tactics where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like please this person who has ended things with me and, and has, you know, hurt me or just decided that I'm not their person and I'm just trying to like convince them of otherwise. Um, and that's not healthy either in terms of like being able to have good closure for myself and for them. Um, if I'm hoping that the the relationship still, you know, evolves into a friendship, right? Like that's not setting me up for any kind of success in that area because again, I'm like, I'm putting them, I'm still sort of trying to divert them from knowing who I am by again, people pleasing and just, you know, really making it all about what they what they want. Now, this is not to say that anybody who like likes genuinely just likes to do nice, you know, nice things for their partner. It's not to say it's a bad thing, but I think understanding the intention behind it is important. Like what am I really doing here? What's the feeling also? Like am I doing this out of just a feeling of like love and appreciation for the other person? Or is it that insecurity and that fear of, I don't want them to know who I really am. I'm, I, I think that they're gonna, I don't feel secure in this relationship. I don't know where I stand with them. So let me try to like, I don't know, sweeten the pot as best as I can so they are more incentivized to like stay with me. And that's that's scarcity mindset. That's a fearful mindset to have in dating and in relationships, um, just not feeling confident that um, I'm worth being committed to in a way. So now as I look at that behavior, um, I'm really just enjoying, as I go into dating now, really just enjoying receiving a little bit more. I've talked about this on, on previous episodes, but um, yeah, not feeling like I need to ha like have so much control over the relationship and, and, and the outcome, not jumping to the end of the relationship either, like, like you know, future doom casting the end of it and like reacting based off of that fear, but instead just really, again, enjoying myself on my dates, just being as relaxed and in my authentic self, authentic peace as best as I can. Um, and trusting that like, yeah, the right person will come along and they will appreciate me for who I am, not what, not all that I have to give, right? I know that I have a lot to give to my relationships, to my work life, to my family, my friends, like everything. So it's not a matter of like needing to show that or prove that. It's more so just owning that for myself and trusting that, you know, again, the right person will come and see that and see my value. It's the same thing that I discovered in my working life, right? Like I would get a new job and like go hard the very, you know, first couple of months, like be the just star employee of the week or whatever, right? Like um, going, working extra hours and like taking on all these extra tasks that just were outside of like my pay range, outside of my job scope, but just wanting to prove like, oh, I'm, I'm so good. I'm so valuable. I'm so important and valuable to this company. Like keep me around. Um, and meanwhile, you know, <laughs> like there are people around me who maybe don't know what they're doing or uh, like aren't contributing as much and are getting paid more than me to, to, to do less. Right. And it would just cause all this resentment and frustration. And then, 
you know, a couple months go by and I get burnt out and I can't keep, I can't, it's not sustainable also, like trying to exert that much into something for so long. Like it, it takes a lot out of you. And, and when you're not receiving also back that appreciation, that value, that joy, you know, I got a paycheck, but like, like that it's it doesn't amount to the amount of effort and work that I'm putting into the job um you feel that resentment that frustration these negative emotions really start to come up and there came a turning point in my working life where I was like you know what no I'm fucking I'm a valuable ass employee and I'm I'm worth you know exactly what I'm asking for when I go into a position and it's not about like trying to prove or convince any place that I'm worth this dollar amount. Like I just need to know it and own it and the right company will will see that and um will 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 be willing to to offer me that, right? And so it's the same thing in relationships, not to like look at it from a you know economic transactional perspective, but it's the same kind of energetic kind of perspective, right? Like I know how, uh, you know, how shining and, and just valuable my love is. And so it's, it's, it's not about convincing that with anybody. It's just owning it and, and presenting it on, in, in my hand. And, you know, the, the right person will see the diamond that it is and, and be willing to, you know, take that on. So subtle love bombing, you know, not engaging in that anymore, really just understanding the toxicity that that can provide um, to myself and to my relationships. Another quality or trait, um, being too available in dating and in, in my relationships. Uh, so this is, ugh, this is one that, um, again, I thought was a positive thing. Here I am open and ready and, and flexible in like dating you and being here for you for whatever you need. And meanwhile, most of the time I'm just like sitting by the phone upset and anxious because this person's not getting back to me, right? Like I'm not investing time into my life into my my craft, into the things that I want to do because I'm just so concerned about um, being available for this other person who maybe hasn't even earned my availability fully, right? So, I and also I feel like um, it puts this pressure on our partners, even if they don't like know how available we really are, like you, they can sense it, right? You can sense when somebody is just like, responding super quickly and um, is always up and ready to go for whatever, it makes you question and wonder like, does this person have a life? Like, what are you doing when I'm not with you? Are you just literally waiting around for me to like take you out? Like what what's going on with that? Like, you know, what other interests do you have? Like what hobbies, like what's, what are you working towards? I think those are all questions that I would even, I that I, I started asking myself, you know, like, why is it that I'm so available right now? I need to be doing more with my life if I have this time. Like it's it's important that yes, I want to invest and um, you know make time to uh, build and create a connection with somebody, but also I should always still be building that connection and relationship with myself too, um, and the things that I want to achieve. It makes me more of a of a valuable partner. It makes me you know more desirable because I'm um, going for things and I'm building that confidence within myself. And it also gives the space and distance and time for me to really process this relationship with the other person, right? I'm really giving myself 
the the just yeah that space to just look at the relationship and see okay is this something that i'm enjoying do i want to keep seeing this person um do i want to make some availability in my schedule to you know get together with them again um and that then that helps to just bring um the connection back to me and, and what i want you know and on top of being too available being too all in like early on Again, ulterior motives here. I'm trying to speed the relationship up to the point of exclusivity and commitment so I can feel secure here. But the reality is like if this if the relationship is making me feel that insecure that early, why am I putting all my chips and all my eggs into this guy's basket, right? I think there's a part of it that is very much rooted in in excitement, in genuine just um, you know, joy and excitement for, for this new relationship. And he seems really great and this is going really well. Right. So that could, that's always a good thing. But then when that excitement becomes this obsession, it becomes all consuming, um, where that's, that's what my focus is entirely on is that one relationship then everything else starts to fall to the wayside. And that's how we miss how I miss those red flags. I miss the communication issues. Um, I'm, I miss seeing what their intentions or what their motives are, you know, for the relationship. And it feels a lot like losing, you know, I don't know, the lottery or if you're gambling, you know, like really losing a big um, pot uh, because you just put so much in and you just want, you're just hoping for that one hit, that hit of dopamine of just like, they're in, they got me, they, they, they want this relationship. Um, and so when it doesn't happen, it's like this massive, like heartbreak and downfall. So, um, more so to protect myself from that kind of pain, um, just not going all in too early, really just allowing myself to date multiple people and explore and see what's out there. Date myself a little bit too, right? Continuing to strengthen my friendships and working relationships, not putting so much of my energy into one place, but really spreading it out. So I have a more, um, broader perspective of my life. I have a better understanding of what is serving me. What, what do I like? What, what am I, what do I care about? Who do I care about? Um, and, and also being able to receive as well too, right? Like, okay, this relationship isn't really giving back to me in the way that I, I need. So maybe, maybe I shouldn't pour as much into this um, oh, this connection is really strong and I'm feeling a lot of reciprocation here. So yeah, let me, let me make some more time for this connection. Right. So uh, just being able to like have a better, broader understanding of all of my connections and, and where my energy is going. So that way I'm not feeling so depleted by the end of the week. I'm not feeling that resentment. I'm not feeling like I lost anything because I'm, I'm, I have my investments kind of spread out. Right. I don't want to keep bringing this whole conversation back to money, but I feel like it's like the best kind of analogy for my life. Right. Like I just, you don't want to place all your bets on, on one thing because the second it falls through, like that's it. So spreading it out, spreading myself out, not being too available, not going too in, too all in, you know, too soon, um, really just taking my time and, and yeah, protecting my energy. Okay. Another, um, trait, uh, this, I don't know if this, 
you tell me, is, is jealousy, uh, could jealousy be a good thing in relationships if it's like a healthy jealousy? Like what is, I'm, I guess I'm curious about like what the boundary is or what, where the balance lies. Um, because I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a jealous person. Um, my jealousy kind of comes out like more in the form of just sort of like turning off or just checking out, right? The second like I get the scent or or <laughs> whiff of like another person, another woman is in the mix, um, I just sort of pull back instead of like, you know, maybe acting emotionally or reacting in a way, I just start to shut down, pull back, um, go inward, um, really just sort of retreating <laughs> to myself. Uh, so I used to think that, you know, the jealousy, a little bit of jealousy was good because it does show myself and my partner that I'm into them, right? Like, I really like you. I care about this. And so seeing a potential threat to this is a concern for me. Um, so, uh, do, so I do think there's like a little bit of that healthy jealousy that is kind of good for a relationship. I feel like if someone has that mindset of, well, I'm not a jealous person. I don't, I don't really care or whatever. To me, that says like maybe they don't really care that much, you know, how this relationship turns out. Um, and maybe that's, maybe that is healthy because if they ultimately just want me to be happy and if they think that, you know, I'm happier with somebody else, that's fine. But I, I, I do want some sort of like fight for the relationship. It's not to say that you should make your partners jealous. That's definitely not, you know, my MO either, but, um, it would be concerning to me if there was like no care, whatever, blase kind of attitude about it. Um, because that says that it's, that is also like hiding something as well too, right? Like that's a protection mechanism. If I just don't care about this, then I won't get hurt. Right. Um, and so that would be a concern to me, but also at the, on the flip side, someone that's super jealous or s like controlling to the point of you can't talk to guys, you can't do this, you can't go there, whatever, you can't have, you know, hang out with your girlfriends, you can't do this. That is also a major red flag as well, too. It's very much a, a safety concern at that point. It's very much, um, yeah, just not allowing me to be, uh, not allowing me to like be my full self or be comfortable in my authentic self because if I engage with this person, it's gonna like, you know, make you fly off the wall. Um, especially if jealousy is responded with some form of like anger or aggression, definitely don't think that that's okay. Um, so for me, I, I used to think that my form of jealousy in terms of just like pushing away and turning off, I thought it was a good thing. But as I said, like it was, it's really is an attempt for me to, just keep myself from getting hurt. Um, the second I see, okay, another woman's in, another, he's, he's dating other people or whatever. Let me just like turn off completely from this. It's, it's a shock for both myself and this person, especially if I've been going 100 all in, you know, full speed with this guy and then boom, go to zero and like hit a wall we're going to feel it both hit himself and, and I we're my partner and I we're going we're going to feel that emotional energetic shift and just how rapid it is and it doesn't feel good like physically in my body 
it hurts to have to like turn all of that off. So I think this balance of one, not going to all in, but then also if I do feel the jealousy coming up, one confidently and, and you know, um, consciously expressing it to my partner in a healthy way, like, hey, not really into you checking out that girl's ass right in front of me um, or whatever, you know, just sort of saying, hey, I'm, I'm feeling this kind of come up. So getting jealous in this kind of unhealthy, un, you know, not really communicative sort of way um, is definitely a trait that I want to take more ownership of and be responsible for going forward. Um, and then this last one, I, I don't know, maybe this is another kind of controversial one, but being too sexually kinky from the start, like too soon. Um, and maybe this one can be up for debate too. You guys tell me, like, is this necessarily a red flag? But um, I'm, a, I'm a sexual person. I'm a Scorpio. You know, I do like certain things. Um, and I'm, I'm maybe I'll do like a deeper like sex episode later on where I'll dive like further into that. But um, I realize when I'm dating somebody and I really like them again, and this goes back to just wanting them to really like me. I, when it comes to getting into uh, physical intimacy and getting into the bedroom with them, I find myself just suddenly becoming some like sex dominatrix, like kink, kinky queen, or just like I'm suddenly just into anything and everything for this person. Or I just make myself again too available, too open to like things that um, I'm probably not like totally into, but like, I just want to be that type of girl, I guess, that can do anything with them. Um, even things that maybe I'm not like totally comfortable with. So, and it's a shock too, for some partners as well. I think it can be intimidating. I think it can be a kind of a turn off when, you know, the person you're dating is like this in, in, in the, in real life. And then you take them into the bedroom and suddenly it's like, spank me and like do all these like wild things that, you know, we haven't really talked about. So, um, I definitely think it's important to have like, again, clear communication, have that sex talk like early on. Um, it's, it's a bit of a, it's, it's a good way to like foreplay. It's a good turn on to just like have, just talk about it first and then have that knowledge and understanding for yourself. Like, okay, this is what my partner's into. And this, this, this is what I can do to help them enjoy this process. Um, as opposed to just like being open to anything and everything and then scaring them or like doing things that maybe they're not really into, but because she's, you know, kinky and wild, like, let's, let's just do it. Um, I definitely think that that's something I want to just like reassess and one, be honest about, be upfront about like, you know, uh, I've done things that I'm not really like proud of early on in a relationship. Um, jumping into sex too soon also in a relationship, I think is like another thing that um, is part of like these traits or these quality, this quality that I really want to change, you know, having that conversation with myself too, of just what is it that I'm into and what do I like? How quickly um, do I want to engage in that with someone else? I'm realizing sex has a lot of emotional weight for me. And so I can't just dive into that with anybody. It's important for me to really establish that strong emotional connection first, feeling safe, secure with my partner before um, engaging in physical intimacy. And so going forward, I've kind of set this like new little 
rule, I guess, for myself. Like one sex is just off the table until I know that I want to date this person like exclusively and vice versa. They want to date me exclusively. Um, then we that's like kind of going to the next level and we can start introducing introducing sex and, and more physical intimacy. Um, and, and then until that time, just really building that like trust with one another first. And then when we do get to that level, not like <laughs> jumping to the max freaking SNM like craziness, just again, having the sex talk, understanding what my partner likes, exploring each other a little bit, taking it slow, you know, not needing to like do everything on the first go. Um, and yeah. And then just also taking that information for myself too, as I'm like experiencing, um, a, a sexual encounter with someone like, am I into this? Ooh, did I discover something new that I like? Or, oh, maybe this thing that I was open to, I'm not really like, it doesn't really do anything for me. You know, understanding that and not feeling like I need to just be open and into everything um, in order to try to please the person that I'm dating. So, um, and not scaring them away and not like, you know, making it seem like they have to be open to certain things, right? Like we don't want to push um, someone into doing or being things that we think like they they will be into um, or out of out of our attempt to like build a stronger connection with them by like pleasing them or, you know, satisfying them in some way we then push them into an area that they're, they don't feel comfortable and they don't feel safer or they don't like, you know, they're just not into it. Right. Um, so just listening and, and understanding like my body under listening to their body. Um, and yeah, just including more talk in, in, in before sex as opposed to, um, just being open to whatever. So, <clears throat> um, so yeah, so those are some of the traits that I'm realizing maybe make me the toxic one in a lot of my relationships. Um, it's not to say that like if you exhibit all of these, like you're just a bad person. Like, no, I think I think it's important just to be aware of the things that maybe we think are, you know, good qualities or we think will be pluses and just seeing the light and dark side to everything, right? To everything that we have to offer into a relationship, weighing the pros and cons of it, um, determining like how much we need to give or how little, what we need to give back to ourselves or give invest in other parts of our lives. Um, all of those things is just really why I'm asking this question. Um, I take full ownership for, you know, my mistakes in relationships. And I think going forward, I just want to be more accountable to myself um, and to whoever I'm dating next that like, I'm, you know, I'm really going to be aware and conscious of those things. And if I have questions or concerns or, oh shit, am I doing this again? Like talking about it and asking, right? So that was my attempt for today's episode of <laughs> Am I the Toxic One? Um, would love to hear from you guys, your thoughts. Um, if there are other like traits or green flags that you think are actually red flags, let's continue that conversation. So as always, you know, reach out to us at Solidarity underscore media um, or head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to again, reach out and continue the conversation. 
And yeah, I look forward to continuing to update everybody on my journey. I have been having some very wonderful dates with some very amazing people and, um, you know, really just taking it slow, taking my time. So I want to take the next few weeks to just catch you guys up on these talks and interviews that I've been having with some incredible people. Um, but just know she's still out here. She's still, you know, on her journey. She's still doing her thing, making connections, you know, being a better date. Um, so I look forward to sharing an update with you guys about all of that very soon. So stay following the podcast, get notified, hit the little notification button if you haven't, so you don't miss out and I will talk to you soon. Bye everyone.